conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Joining us on the line is Dr. Dominique Giampalo, who's executive member of the Neurological Association of South Africa as uh, we mark World Brain Day, focusing on multiple sclerosis and uh, also the fact that the Neurological Association of South Africa and other stakeholders are saying it's very important to raise awareness about this disease in order to help with early diagnosis and treatment. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Giampalo. Good morning. Morning, Patricia. Thank you very much for inviting me. For the benefit of all our listeners, why is it important that on today, World Brain Day, that we focus on multiple sclerosis? And what is multiple sclerosis? Okay, so um, the World Federation of Neurology um, has a brain day um, every year uh, where they focus on different neurological conditions. And uh, last year was Parkinson's, and this year is multiple sclerosis. And multiple sclerosis is a, it falls under the autoimmune condition umbrella where your own immune system um, attacks your body. And in this case, with multiple sclerosis, your immune system gets triggered to attack um, your brain and spinal cord, which is the central nervous system, and affects mostly the lining of the nerves or the myelin, uh, which is a fat-like an insulation um, around a, a wire um, in your brain uh, responsible for allowing nerve conduction to be fast and quick and with damage to the lining and to the actual nerve fibers themselves you develop some neurological deficits. Um, several years back, about 10-15 years back, we couldn't offer patients much. We didn't have any medication. Now we have almost 15 medications registered for the treatment of multiple sclerosis and therefore we can offer patients uh, and almost guarantee them a normal existence if they get diagnosed early and treated early um, and therefore we're trying to change the perspective in which if a patient hears the word multiple sclerosis they often think of people ending up in wheelchairs and badly affected um, but a lot of things have changed and we've got a lot of medication to offer so therefore we we want to raise um, awareness and let people be diagnosed early and treated early. Dr. Giampaolo, I mean, uh, when you look at um, multiple sclerosis, is it uh, a disease that is hereditary? And and sh- at what age should we be looking out for it? You know, it affects people from teenage years right up, up to 40s and 50s, but mostly the younger age group. Um, hereditary, if you've got two identical twins and one has got share exactly the same genetic structure and one has got multiple sclerosis. The chance of the other one having multiple sclerosis is only 30%. So there is some genetic predisposition, but most of it is genetic predisposition plus environmental factors um, of which low vitamin D, possibly glandular fever or Epstein-Barr virus all play a role, but nobody knows the exact cause. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. Well, at least it does because we know that it's uh, now it's not really um, due to a genetic disposition because uh, cancer mm-hmm. uh, has such, and people will worry that my mom had cancer, so I must go get checked. But with MS, it's it's not it's really a that way. Slight predisposition, you know, it maybe increases your chance by two or three percent. So no, mm. um, people don't have to panic that if one family member has 
um, MS that they are going to be predis- that they are going to definitely develop MS. Let's explore more on these external factors that you mentioned, uh, lack of vitamin D, and so that we as a community understand what it is that we have control over. Maybe going out into the sun more often, or taking supplements that will help us um, mitigate getting MS. So they when looking epidemiologically at um, certain countries they found that in long countries for example the um, Scandinavian countries um, the further you went away from the equator much higher the incidence of MS and the only thing that could explain that was exposure to sun and sun on your skin uh, makes you produce vitamin D and then they found that along the coast of Norway they weren't seeing this and the only difference was that the people on the coast were eating um, a lot of uh, fish and fish is another source of vitamin D and therefore the vitamin D supplementation became uh, very important in terms of um, assisting your immune system and therefore um, most patients with uh, multiple sclerosis and in fact most of the world population um, there's a couple of billion people in the world who are vitamin D deficient and that's why vitamin D supplementation is important um, because we, our sun exposure is far less and we work indoors and um, I think our diets are also quite efficient. So that was a, an important um, discovery, not the cause, but um, will assist in helping to prevent um, patients developing. And then smoking in teenagers was also found to be to increase your chance of getting MS quite substantially. So therefore we'd, we'd like to prevent smoking in teenagers and exposure to Epstein-Barr virus, which uh, we will typically know as glandular fever, in some patients, uh, we think this is a driving uh, factor in um, bringing the whole lot of factors into one uh, driving factor to produce MS. Um, most of the population has been exposed to Epstein-Barr virus and has had glandular fever, often asymptomatically. So it doesn't mean if you've had glandular fever, you're now going to develop MS. But glandular fever in your teenager, smoking, vitamin D deficiency are all predisposing factors. So the good thing here is that there are some medications that uh, have been registered, and you said about 14 to treat it, yeah. but it, it, there's no cure for it, is there? There's no cure, but it's like uh, hypertension or asthma. On your, on your medication, you can be controlled. Your blood pressure can be controlled. On your asthma drugs, you can not have any more asthma attacks. So even though you still got the asthma, you don't suffer from the asthma. So with the multiple sclerosis on the medications that we've got, um, you can keep the immune system suppressed and so it doesn't attack the brain and central nervous system and the patient has a normal life. So are, are there any signs and symptoms that we should uh, look out for or early warning signs? Because it can affect the, any part of the brain or spinal cord, the uh, presentation can be quite variable, but the common presentations are inflammation of the optic nerve to the eye so people can present with blurred vision or blindness that persists for um, several days to two weeks, um, almost like looking through a frosted glass, and it's called an optic neuritis, and they might have pain behind their eye. That's one of the typical features. You can have numb patches that last for several days or several weeks that then disappear. That could indicate a an attack. So if you have a neurological symptom, um, weakness in an arm or a leg or some bladder um, inconsistencies that persist for several days and and no answers given to you, and they might even resolve uh, because they can resolve on their own, it should be investigated. And if you're not happy with an answer from a general practitioner, find another one or go and see a specialist so that at least the diagnosis can be made with a MRI scan.
Are public health care uh, facilities um, geared to treat, uh, screen um, MS? Um, public health facilities have got, in, in some of the bigger centers, have got access to an MRI scan. Uh, lumbar punctures can be done anywhere. Um, it is a disease that is more commonly seen in the white and Asian population compared to the black population. Black population, they, they are, uh, the incidence is much, much, much lower. And therefore, it might not be on the forefront of uh, doctors in uh, government service um, in terms of making a diagnosis because it's hardly seen in um, the black community, which is the largest population at the um, government hospitals, um, and more seen in private practice where people have got access to medical aid and much easier to get an MRI scan. But um, medications for MS are available in the public sector and and therefore can be screened, diagnosed in the public sector. I've got questions here from Mark. It's uh, quite a lot of questions, so let me see if I can get through them. Mark asks, what is the role of the following in MS, uh, chemotherapy and cannabis? Okay, so... um, Chemotherapy is a, probably a, a ubiquitous term for immune-modulating medicine. Um, chemotherapy has been used in cancers, not really used in MS, but there are some biological immune-modulating medicines that are used, for example, in lymphoma that can also be used in, in MS. And we also do, in the really desperate, aggressive cases, uh, hematological stem cell therapy, which is almost like a mini bone marrow transplant. Um, but chemotherapy... Um, I think he's referring to immune-modulating medicine, which are the medicines that we use for MS. Um, cannabis, first of all, you know, cannabis is not registered and therefore um, it's not, you can't obtain it from the pharmacy and therefore we don't know what doses are in preparations. Um, it is not a cure for MS. It can be used for MS spasticity and has been available overseas in Canada um, as an oil spray for spasticity in MS. Um, it helps a little bit with fatigue in MS and at best is a mild pain reliever. So cannabis is not a cure and should not be used in, as a substitute for the immune modulating medicines that um, are platform therapies that we prescribe. You know, uh, Dr. Giampaolo, I think uh, I'm going to give you the opportunity to give us uh, your, your parting shot when it comes to awareness on uh, today, World Brain Day. Um, my parting shot. My parting shot is that do not fear the illness. Um, we can almost guarantee you a normal life. Um, doctors and patients should be aware of symptoms. And anything urological that persists for a long period of time or fluctuates should be investigated so that patients can be placed on medicine as soon as possible and have a normal life. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you very much. It's 11.30 on the dot. Let's go to Luanda Mawome with the news headlines. Luanda, you are the man of the moment.